You're listening to a podcast from 702. Bongani Mingwa. 702 Afternoon Drive. 3 to 6. It's nine minutes after 4 o'clock. Now, delegates at the National Conference of the ANC endorsed President Zuma's plan for free higher education. You'll remember, of course, at the weekend, just as the conference was due to begin, the President announced a plan for free tertiary education. A plan that, uh, by some, you know, in some views, uh, totally disregards recommendations by the Commission of Inquiry, headed by former Judge Jonathan Hirha, which found that free education would strain the country's fiscus. Now, in his announcement, the president revised the definition of poor and working class students to currently enrolled at technical and vocational education and training colleges or university students uh, from South African households with a combined annual income of up to 350,000 rand. Now, their education, we are now told, will be funded through government grants rather than loans and will cover tuition fees, study materials, meals, accommodations, and or transport. Joining us now is economist at Nason's advisory, Klandi Bai. Uh, Klandi, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. We don't seem to have Klandi on the line. Let's try once more. Hello. Hello, Klandi. Hi, I'm here. Good afternoon, Ryan, and uh, to the listeners too. Now, you've crunched the numbers. Do the pandemics of this work? <laughs> I've crunched the numbers myself personally, but you know, Barnett, there's been a lot of work done on this question, right? Um, right uh, across the board, um, and particularly where we had uh, the ministerial task team uh, to actually look on support and funding for poor education. And they put a number to that, uh, <clears throat> to the support, and they had different um, you know, calculations. And I think that's the important part, and I think what we are hearing even from, you know, the new findings that it, it depends what it is that you are actually asking for, right? And if you're asking for, you know, free education for this cohort of students from this background, and that gives you a different number at every time. And I think one of the things we haven't defined is exactly what it is that we are trying to do. Because really, one of the main things that we've been contending with is access to higher education. And I think people are, for example, when they asked us the question uh, at the beginning, they were saying, look, this is a promise from, you know, the... the, the um, the Freedom Charter, and that talks about access to education, really the doors of learning being opened, not so much actually free. So you have to actually ask us a very clear question to be able to get to the right number. Um, and everybody gives a different number, given what they are thinking is the important thing to do. So if you say for first and second years, for currently registered students, for all poor students, free, free education for all students, except maybe the rich, and then it define the rich. So the number is not very clear until you actually ask the right question. So at this stage, do we question. know exactly what uh, uh, you know, question is being answered by the announcement the president has made? Well, I mean, according to your reading, you know, he's saying, well, currently registered students. Um, and that's a difficult thing to do because I suppose if they say, say that, you know, the, the report from the ministerial task team, right, this was the one led by Susan Watson who used to um, run uh, Rand Nation Bank, I think it was, and he, the number there was ranged from about 19 billion to, uh, to about 42 billion or something like that, depending, um, of course, on whether or not you just include poor people or, um, or you include, you know, allowing it right across the board. And of course, it changes year after year as more and more students um, start to benefit as, you know, universities grow. And it actually as obviously as costs uh, increase. So you would have to actually make a finding over a period of time and certainly making sure that the, the, the whole system is sustainable, which takes us to the second report, which was um, 
the, the, the inquiry that the president had asked for, that he asked questions like, will this be... Uh, you know, something that is sustainable, how does it work, and those kinds of things. So let's talk about that second commission specifically. What representations did it make that seem to have been sidelined by this announcement? Look, I think that the, the kickback from as far as I can understand, and certainly it made a number of recommendations because it said this is a big problem and you must include as a number of interventions and a number of you know stakeholders. That is what the president had asked them. For example, the president said, how do we do this in, in actually in, including all uh, state uh, state organs, including the private sector um, and other interested parties, how could we actually make it accessible and affordable if we bring everybody together? That was what the president was asking. And then it, therefore this one came, the report said, look, we can do this, we can provide loans, we can guarantee loans, we can do uh, free education in certain sectors, we can borrow, uh, government can borrow in bonds and particular bonds in the market and different kinds of interventions. So we actually know that it's something that uh, we can do it and we can sustain it. Because it also goes further, right? Because if we actually talk about this, we need to also be able to build um, school, uh, to build new universities because we can't open a free education to everyone and then not be able to actually accept everybody. Imagine a situation where yeah. we have a situation where people are, have free a right to free education, but they can't get it because there's perhaps no space in other areas, the capacity of uh, the basic education system. And we know, of course, there's also issues of accommodation in many areas where students move to go to university and they can't find accommodation. So all those kinds of things are important. And the president had tried to do that in commissioning this commission of inquiry. So now we understand this plan says that uh, you know, this this education will be funded through grants and not loans. Uh, is that feasible? And I suppose the question everyone's been asking is where will the money come from? I mean, government budgeting processes work over a period of years. You can't shake the money tree and boom, it falls out. Where is it going to come from? And that's really the big question. And I think one thing that um, many proponents of free education um, have spoken about is to say, well, it must, you know, it, we must skim from the current budget um, and find ways. And I think that actually the key question is where exactly are we going to skim from? So where do we make cuts to be able to get to this kind of environment? And I think that's our biggest problem. We don't know where to make the cuts. And I think that is the main place. If we are going to say we're not going to include all social stakeholders, you know, money, for example, that's available uh, in, in the private sector where they give bursaries, but sometimes they can't fund because of different um, requirements. How do we engage that? How do we engage... Um, you know, the budget system over a long period of time, the bond markets and all of those places where government actually gets money from. Then we have a situation where we have an unfinished question rather just to say we have a hope that we can find some cuts. And well, of course, we're a democratic society, right? And all of everybody's needs and wants and demands must be met. You know, whether there's um, for grants for, for people to eat, uh, grants for housing, grants for electricity, all of these things must be met in the same budget. And we have to decide how one area... Um, of, of social demand is better than the other and how it actually gets precedence. And when we cut um, and we scheme uh, government spending, those are questions we have to ask. And I think that's not the way we actually very clearly put um, a proposal to where we cut if we have a, when we have agreed that we shall provide free education in the manner that is being discussed. All right, economist at uh, uh, Nascent's advi- advisory, at Nascent's advisory, Clandy Pai, uh, there on the line saying we don't quite know at this stage in terms of what's been discussed where the money will come from. What are your thoughts?